Welcome to the Possibility of Today radio show. This weekly series mixes entertainment with inspiration and information to help you learn how to live in a different way and take advantage of all the possibilities of today. Do you want to find the way to your something more and live life to the fullest? Then you're in the right place. Host Sybil Chavis will guide you through an exciting journey of self-discovery and transformation so you can be entertained, be inspired, and be informed. Now, here's Sybil. Hey, let me ask you a question. What is your biggest life regret? Or do you have any regrets? I mean, if you had to come up with something that you just maybe wished would be different or had worked out different or you had handled differently, what would you say is the first thing or the biggest thing that comes to mind when you look back on your life? It's not all that easy of a question to answer, is it? I know when I first heard this question, I was like, okay, let me think about that. Because there's a lot of us who fall into that camp, you know, myself included, that would say, you know, I don't necessarily regret anything because I lived and I learned. And so it feels like it's a question you can't really answer. Listen to how people who were randomly asked that question, what is your biggest life regret? Listen to how they also struggled with that same question. This clip is from a film series called 50 People, One Question. My biggest what? Biggest regret. My biggest life regret. That's a hard question. My biggest life regret. My biggest life regret. Oh, God. (laughs) That's very personal. Biggest life regret. Oh, my God. That's a rough one, huh? I really do think that that is a, a tough question for a lot of us to answer, especially if you fall into the group of people that were asked who don't have any regrets have any regrets we are happy with the way we are or maybe you fall into that group of people that doesn't really believe in having regrets because you're just like you know it is what it is and life and the things that have happened and the experiences you've gone through and the decisions you made you've pretty much accepted that they all happen for a reason and as long as you were learning from them you just don't feel like you have anything to regret Actually, I try not to regret anything. Um, I think otherwise you just become lost in doom and gloom. So I think the best thing to do is uh, take life as it comes, enjoy it, and don't bother with regrets. They're not worth the effort. And as I was saying earlier, you know, I really do agree with that philosophy of not getting caught up in the doom and the gloom and regretting things that have happened because I've just always been a believer, you know, that everything really does happen for a reason. And before I really kind of dove into this topic of regrets, I'd say that I would not have even thought twice about that philosophy because it's just something I've always believed. But when I was pushing myself to really think about this question and of course, look at it from a different perspective, because that's just really what I've always continually pushed myself to do, you know, to dig a little deeper and look at situations and experiences from a different perspective. I realized that there is a little bit of a fine line that we kind of want to walk here because 
although I absolutely don't believe we're meant to like belabor issues or beat ourselves up over things that have happened or, you know, worry about the mistakes that we've made or think if only I should have all of that stuff. I've never been a fan of doing any of that. What I know, though, is that every day we're surrounded by lessons and important takeaway messages like they're underneath or within, you know, our experiences, our interactions, and of course our mistakes. And even things, honestly, that could fall into this quote unquote regret category. And so as I was really kind of thinking through this question, I realized we also don't want to ignore or overlook any of these lessons or these messages that we're supposed to be getting because we have adopted this philosophy, you know, that we don't regret anything and everything happens for a reason or it is what it is. And that really allowed me to see this fine line, you know, that we have to walk. And that's what we're going to talk about on today's show and really dig into and take a closer look at how we actually walk that fine line and make sure we're not falling into that trap of doom gloom where we're beating ourselves up for mistakes or decisions and resenting the things that we have done but also make sure we're not falling into the other trap, you know, of not really taking a close enough look at some of the things that we've done or experienced or the choices and mistakes that we made in the past that we absolutely don't want to make going forward. Because I'm sure you'd agree, right, that it's important that we get these takeaway messages and the lessons we're meant to so that we can make better and more informed decisions in the future. It's like that saying goes, if I only knew then what I know now. And wouldn't you agree that if we don't get a lesson the first time that it comes to us, that essentially there are repeat lessons. And if we don't pick it up on, let's say the second time, then it comes back the third or the fourth or the fifth or however many times it takes us to get it. And who wants to repeat any lessons? I mean, at least... I know I don't. Wouldn't you also agree that in many ways, the object of the game is to get the lessons and then move forward without having to experience, you know, the same issues time and time again. And what I've realized is that sometimes what that means is we do have to look back on things we've done and pick them apart and figure out, okay, how did I do this wrong? And what was I supposed to do? And how could I have done this better? And just make sure we're not not doing that because we're saying we don't believe in having regrets or we end up drinking the quote unquote cultural Kool-Aid, which is what Katherine Schultz, who's this famous journalist and author of the book Being Wrong, calls the trap of overlooking these insights and messages because we've convinced ourselves that we don't regret or we don't look back. Catherine Schultz actually explained this during a speech she gave at TED, and she said that she drank the cultural Kool-Aid for years because she refused to really think about things that she could have done better. Listen to how Catherine explained it during her TED speech. But I'd always felt like, look, you know, I mean, I, I made the best choice I could make given who I was then, given the information I had on hand. I learned a lesson from it. It somehow got me to where I am in life right now, and okay, I wouldn't change it. In other words, I had drunk our great cultural Kool-Aid about regret, 
which is that lamenting things that occurred in the past is an absolute waste of time, that we should always look forward and not backward, and that one of the noblest and best things we can do is strive to live a life free of regrets. And as we've been talking about, you know, there really is this fine line that we have to walk because we don't want to get caught up in the doom and gloom and just regret things for the sake of regretting them and making ourselves feel badly. But as Catherine Schultz was saying, we also don't want to end up drinking the quote-unquote cultural Kool-Aid because I think we're all very aware of the reality that within every one of our experiences or regrets or whatever we're calling them, there is this nugget of insight and a little piece of wisdom that we need that really can set us up to live better going forward. As Catherine was explaining, it really isn't about living a life free of regrets, because in some ways, you know, that could be the absolutely wrong thing to do. And when I was listening to our speech, I started realizing that, you know, that there really is value in being comfortable with being able to look back, or as she says, live with these regrets. And it's interesting because she explains that living without regrets has actually been something that's been scientifically proven to exist in sociopaths and people who have brain damage. Now, of course, that's not to say that, you know, if you're free of regrets, you're a sociopath, or you have some sort of brain damage. The point I think she's making is that we can learn to live with regret, and that means understanding we're human, and we make mistakes. But as long as we're learning from them, and of course, most importantly, integrating what we learned into our life as we move forward, we're living the way we're meant to. Listen to how Catherine explains it. The inability to experience regret is actually one of the diagnostic characteristics of sociopaths. It's also, by the way, characteristic of certain kinds of brain damage. So people who have damage to their orbital frontal cortex seem to be unable to feel regret in the face of even obviously very poor decisions. If you want to be fully functional and fully human and fully humane, I think you need to learn to live not without regret but with it. So when I was listening to her speech, I'm like, well, of course I want to be fully humane and functional. And I realized that there was a need for me to maybe revisit and look at things from a different perspective in terms of regrets. And I was really struck by so many of the points that she was making in this speech. And, you know, one that really stood out was the fact that regrets and looking back really in many ways, is a part of our journey. And there's nothing really to feel bad about as long as we're learning and moving forward. Listen to how Katherine Schultz explained it. If we have goals and dreams and we want to do our best, and if we love people and we don't want to hurt them or lose them, we should feel pain when things go wrong. The point isn't to live without any regrets. The point is to not hate ourselves for having them. We need to learn to love the flawed, imperfect things that we create and to forgive ourselves for creating them. Regret doesn't remind us that we did badly. It reminds us that we know we can do better. And wouldn't you agree with that? I just thought that's such a really good perspective that regret really can be simply a reminder that we can do better. 
And I just thought it was such a really helpful and different perspective and probably the way that we want to start looking at things because we do want to make sure we're looking at what we've done in the past. And we absolutely, of course, want to be aware of the possibility we have, you know, to choose differently, to choose better going forward. And of course, there are small regrets and big regrets, you know, the little mistakes that we have a tendency to make here and there, the things we know we shouldn't have said. And of course, the choices that we know we could have made better. I really just think, though, that it's worth it to take a look at all different types of regrets or things, you know, that you just know, you know what, I maybe could have done that a little better. And what I also realized is a good way to kind of start thinking about our own quote unquote regrets, you know, is to listen and take a closer look at the regrets that other people have. Because the reality is, is that all of us have made mistakes from time to time. We're human. Other people really owning up to their mistakes and reflecting on them and thinking about them. And it allows us to kind of, you know, see ways in which maybe there are things that we have done in our past or our experiences that we perhaps want to kind of revisit or take another look at. And it also just really drives the point home, you know, that we're human. And it's very common for people to make mistakes. And as long as we're learning and taking a closer look, we're doing it right. And that's what I love about people who are, you know, really willing to kind of own up to their mistakes or the things that they regret or the things that they've looked back on and realized that they could improve it or do it better next time. Actually, to that point, Hugh Jackman, who I'm sure you know is this huge Australian actor, he shared a really funny regret. It was at the beginning of his career, and so he's desperate, of course, right, to get any work. So he accepts this job to be the announcer at the New Year's Eve fireworks show. And part of his responsibilities are to narrate a fireworks show, which obviously can be difficult, right? Because you can only say so many things or describe fireworks in so many ways. And so Hugh Jackman was saying that he knew this and didn't necessarily feel like he wanted to do the job, but he convinced himself that it was going to be okay because they told him they were going to give him the script to read and he'd know exactly you know, what to say and how to fill the 45 minutes of the show. Well, of course, it's New Year's Eve, everyone's partying, the crew and the producers all end up drunk, and the whole plan just embarrassingly backfires for Hugh. Listen to how he shared the story on the Graham Norton show. It's hilarious. The first thing I hosted, this was back when I would do anything for money, I was asked to host the Australian New Year's Eve fireworks special. And, of course, the centrepiece of New Year's Eve is the fireworks show. Yeah. And they said, now, this is the most difficult. You've got 45 minutes, and you have to commentate the fireworks. And I was like, <laughs> I said, I know nothing about fireworks. And they said, don't worry. There's four pages of notes here. You know, this is, you'll be fine. Just go for it. Kylie puts the detonator, the fireworks start, and the producer goes, and go. And I look over at the guy. And, by the way, the entire crew are drunk. Everyone's drunk. <laughs> New Year's Eve, they're not missing out on the fun. He's got the notes, and he's lighter. And he just... <laughs> up in smoke. 45 minutes. And I'm looking at a monitor. The colours are extremely... 
Broughton. <laughs> I can't believe just the explosiveness. <laughs> the worst 45 minutes of my life. Hilarious, right? I mean, and we all have had those experiences where we've agreed to something and we end up doing it. We're like, how did we get here? Why did I agree to that? I just thought that was such a funny story. But, you know, it really also speaks to the point that there are things, even funny things and experiences that we have that we regret that we learn from. And of course, there are, you know, all different types of regrets. There's a range of regrets. Listen to how Katherine Schultz explained that based on her research, there are actually six top regrets or six regrets that are the most common. Top six regrets, the things we regret most in life. Number one, by far, education. 33% of all of our regrets pertain to decisions we made about education. We wish we'd gotten more of it. We wish we'd taken better advantage of the education that we did have. We wish we'd chosen to study a different topic. Other very high on our list of regrets include career, romance, parenting, uh, various decisions and choices about our sense of self and how we spend our leisure time, or actually, uh, more specifically, how we fail to spend our leisure time. The remaining regrets pertain to these things, finance, family issues unrelated to romance or parenting, health, friends, spirituality, and community. Aren't those categories interesting? When I came across that clip, I was thinking, yep, I've got a regret that falls into that category, you know, if I'm being honest. Oh, yeah, I've definitely had one in that one. And obviously, so many other people do, right? That's why they're the most common regrets. And what I also found really interesting about this entire topic of regrets, you know, is that there are, of course, these big regrets and the small ones. And of course, they're the funny, little embarrassing moments like Hughes that we were just listening to. And there's also just like little mistakes that we've made in the past or decisions we realize we should have made differently. Check out some of these smaller regrets that people shared on the street from that same interview where they were questioned about their regrets. Not to attend college on campus. Not picking up guitar at a younger age. Probably not enjoying college a bit more than I should have. Only coming to Ireland for a week. Little things like this that we've done where when we're really honest, you know, we can admit them and say, man, I, you know, I should have just done that a little differently. I know for the past several years, I've really kind of had that top of mind you know, really trying to kind of learn and make ongoing tweaks from my experiences and the decisions and honestly, even the interactions I have with people. And again, not to just beat myself up for the sake of beating myself up, but to make sure that I'm, you know, continually acknowledging where I went wrong and most importantly, learning. It's actually where one of my top goals of living today better than yesterday comes from. And I just have always found that to really be a helpful way, you know, to really kind of make certain I'm acknowledging the things I should have and, of course, moving forward in the direction that I should be moving in. And after listening to Catherine Schultz's speech at TED and really kind of digging into this topic of regrets, I realized it's even helpful and what we really need to also do is push ourselves for, of course, those bigger regrets, those things, you know, that we know I could have potentially done that a little better. I should have done it a little better. This was the lesson in that. And now that I know that I can make different decisions going forward. And a lot of times when it comes to those bigger issues, right? 
it's not really something that we want to do, but it is important to really get more and more comfortable with doing that and to push yourself to take a look at things that you had the opportunity to do better. Listen to how Katherine Schultz described it. The really profound regrets of life. Because, of course, sometimes we do make decisions that have irrevocable and terrible consequences, either for our own or for other people's health and happiness and livelihoods and, in the very worst-case scenario, even their lives. Now, obviously, those kinds of regrets are incredibly piercing and enduring. And it's true, right? Like, really looking at some profound regrets that we may have in our life is not always the easiest thing to do. But I've realized that we are better off if we're owning up to these things that have happened and holding ourselves accountable for them. And then, of course, thinking about what was underneath those experiences because there is so much in there. And a lot of times that means we just have to push ourselves to be open and to be honest and to realize that it's okay. And we're not the only one, you know, that has regrets or that are making mistakes or decisions that need to be looked back on so that we can move better forward. We're just living and learning. And that's what we're meant to do. Listen to how some of the people who were interviewed again on the street asked the same question about regrets, listen to how they really push themselves to be honest and recognize those big mistakes they've made. Why drinking? Um, that I didn't start living for joy sooner. I should have started living for joy sooner. Not marrying that last when we were in high school 50 years ago and letting her move off to Canada and meeting her 50 years later and finally marrying her. We've been married one year. And uh, not spending enough time with my dad. You passed away. That I don't get back to certain people when I should, okay? I'm not, I'm not good at getting back to people. I ran away to America when I was 21 and got married and didn't go back home. So, and that caused a great deal of pain to my parents. Uh, well, I wish I had a better relationship with my parents. Holding on to grudges, mostly with my father. Probably my biggest regret. It's a huge secret. <laughs> um, yeah. Letting my marriage wither and die. As we've been talking about, a lot of times to get to those bigger regrets, we really have to be willing to push ourselves and make sure we're walking that fine line where we're, you know, of course, not in denial or not hiding things in the fact that, oh, we don't have regrets, so there's no need to look back, but also so we're not belaboring issues and subjecting ourselves to doom and gloom and, you know, really kind of not looking at things from the right perspective. So the point is really to walk that fine line that allows us to look back and to go better forward. So after the break, we are going to continue this conversation about regrets, you know, and anything that we can learn from them, and also exactly how we move forward and make sure we are changing the things that need to be changed and, of course, integrating the lessons and the takeaway messages that we've gotten from the experiences that we've had. 
Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Possibility of Today on webtalkradio.net. We have been talking all about regrets and specifically how to make certain that, you know, you're really learning from your experiences and, of course, looking back and getting whatever takeaway messages that you need so that you can move better going forward. And as we've been talking about, a lot of times it requires us to dig a little and really push ourselves to be honest. I actually came across a great example of really what's required, you know, to do that and really take that closer look. Gabrielle Union, who is a very successful actress, was being interviewed on Oprah's Next Chapter. And she explained how she also had to really push herself to take a closer look at every choice she made because she wanted to really hold herself personally accountable for anything that she regretted or things that just weren't playing out in her life as she hoped. But after she went through that searching period, if you will, she was able to understand, you know, and really feel like she was living her truth. It had been such a long journey to get to that point. Mm -hmm. And I started doing the, you know, the, the work on myself and, and, and really wanting to be the woman I always sort of had dreamed I wanted to be, but when I got divorced and I had a, a career setback, I hit basically rock bottom and I had reached out to AJ Johnson and we started doing the work and being honest. And she was like, let's really, you ready? I don't think you're ready. I don't really think you're ready to really look at your life and your choices. I think you, you like how you live. I think you think it's cute. I think you think, you know, I make a living doing this. I make a lot of money doing this. So why should I change? And I was like, true. Um, and so I had to really examine all the choices I've made as an adult and what I, I, I like and what I don't like. And there was a lot I didn't like. So from that point on in like my early 30s, I started really living my truth and my words matched my actions. And I really like that clip because it shows, you know, exactly what's required to examine our decisions and the choices we've made and to really do exactly what Gabrielle Union said she did is be honest and say, okay, I didn't really like the decision I made here. I didn't really feel comfortable with the way I handled that situation. And by doing that, we find a way to, of course, move better forward in the future, but also to make certain that we're living our truth. And I just really thought that was such helpful information. And to be able to do that sooner rather than later is really important. And it actually reminded me of another really interesting story I come across about this nurse who really assisted patients when they were dying. And during the course of her taking care of them prior to them actually passing away, she would ask them what their regrets were or looking back on their life, was there anything that they would have done differently? And there were five common answers that a lot of the people who were dying said. Listen to this clip from TYT. There is a nurse living in the UK who basically takes care of people in the last weeks of their lives, right? And she decided to start serving them, you know, right before they pass and ask them, what do you regret most in your life? And what do you wish you can redo? 
And the, the answers were very, very interesting, and I think it's something that we can all learn from. So the number one thing that people uh, would say is that they wish that they had the courage to live life true to themselves rather than what others expected of them. They also said that they wish that they hadn't worked so hard. Okay. All right, a, f a few other things that were mentioned. I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I stayed in touch with my friends. Uh, and also, I wish I let myself be happier. And I thought that clip was interesting because it really just drove home the point about why we want to look back and examine our choices right now and our decisions and, you know, make certain while we're living that we still are taking advantage of the opportunity that we have to change things. We don't want to just sit on issues or accept the status quo or even worse, deny that there's anything wrong or that we haven't made mistakes and, you know, really not look back on our lives like the way that we should. Because we really want to do exactly what Gabrielle Union was saying and make certain that every day we're living our truth. And life really is too short to do anything differently. In fact, that brings to mind what I believe was one of the most powerful graduation speeches I had ever heard. It was actually a clip from Steve Jobs that he delivered during Stanford's graduation. He explained just how important it is, you know, that we are finding our way and learning from our experiences. And of course, then most importantly, changing whatever we need to and ensuring, you know, that we're living out our truth every single day. Listen to a clip from Steve Jobs' speech. When I was 17, I read a quote that went something like, if you live each day as if it was your last, someday you'll most certainly be right. <laughs> it made an impression on me. And since then, for the past 33 years, I've looked in the mirror every morning and asked myself, if today were the last day of my life, would I want to do what I am about to do today? And whenever the answer has been no for too many days in a row, I know I need to change something. And I've always just thought that's such a powerful quote and message and speaks exactly to the importance, right, of not overlooking or ignoring things or pretending that you haven't made mistakes and not learning from them. Because most likely as time goes on, you are going to have to make changes and integrate new ways of doing things and seeing things and, of course, the lessons that you've learned from your past. And I've realized, right, that it's easy to get caught up in the whirlwind of life. We're always busy and we're running here and there. There's always so much going on around us and things that are distracting us. And we can end up, you know, really never paying attention to doing what we know we're meant to be doing. But the possibility we have today is to choose to do it differently. And the first place to start is really to examine, you know, your life and your choices and any regrets or things that you just know you could have done better and messages and lessons and things that you were meant to learn from those experiences. And as we've been talking about, you know, not to do this and to have these regrets to belabor them or to make yourself feel badly, but to make certain that you are walking that line and reflecting back on your life and not overlooking messages or lessons that you were meant to learn. And then, of course, being willing to make 
those changes as soon as you realize that you need to be doing something different than what you've been doing. So that is the show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have a great rest of the week. And of course, live today better than yesterday. To learn more about making a change in your life, visit possibilityoftoday.com. Don't forget to like Sybil's Facebook page by clicking the Facebook icon on her Web Talk Radio profile page. You can also follow her on Twitter using the handle at Sybil Chavis. Thanks for listening this week. And remember to be entertained, be inspired, be informed. 